I'm Raji Sohal, your guest host today. Let's talk wine, shall we? We're joined by Tanya Tomashevka. She is a strategic business advisor for the BC wine industry. Hello, Tanya. Hi, Raji. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's so good of you to join us. But this is a perfect topic for Friday. And I noticed lately that when it comes to wine, there seems to be a lot of talk around the packaging these days. Absolutely. This is a really hot topic in the industry. When we think about what's a good wine, we often think of the contents. And when people ask me what makes a good wine, I usually say, well, do you like it? And do you like it enough that you'd have another glass? And that ultimately is the most important thing. But on top of, on top of that, how we experience wine also relates to branding, labeling, connecting with the story of where it comes from. But increasingly, it seems that consumer choice around wine selection is being driven by how it's packaged. When I'm talking about packaging, I'm talking about the labels. containers that the wine comes in. Okay. Label and branding is a separate, a whole separate story. Probably save that for another time. But I'm talking about the actual materials and the shape and design of the container. Okay, but do we even see much variation there? Well, we do. So uh, when buying wine these days, it's more. it can be more than just picking up those old-fashioned heavy glass bottles. Indeed, we still have a lot of those around. But globally, there's a lot more on offer in terms of uh, wine in cans, wine in wine pouches, plastic bottles, or lighter glass bottles. Uh, the good old bag and box has made a comeback, a big comeback. I've noticed. And there are even producers making cardboard wine bottles. Oh my goodness. You know, we all like to pretend that we're above marketing, but we're not, right? I think ultimately, whether you recognize it or not, subconsciously, every human being is a sucker for marketing. I find personally that if the packaging is dull, I can handle it. Uh, But ugly packaging, like actual ugly packaging, I can't, I just cannot. (laughs) Well, there have been a lot of studies about what um, consumers are drawn to in terms of the name of a brand, the the name of the product, how it looks visually and aesthetics. Sure. Indeed, that's a huge uh, part of the driver. And there have been lots of studies done on blind t- tastings based on, you know, what a package looks like, forget the content. However, there's something else driving choice these days, it seems increasingly, which is Well, there are a couple of factors. One is what I'll term conscious consumerism. So these are things around sustainability and green initiatives. So people are thinking more and more, it seems, about the materials in terms of, you know, can they be recycled? Are they energy intensive to produce? Um, You know, we're thinking a little bit more about the carbon footprint of shipping our wine. For example, traditional glass bottles are much heavier to transport than cans or plastic wine pouches. Glass is probably the largest CO2 uh, emission um, on the part of the global wine industry. So the wine industry broadly is really considering their carbon footprint with making wine and how it ships wine. But isn't glass also easily recycled and reused? It can be recycled and used, definitely. Um, There are lots of different studies going on now, though, about percentage-wise, how much that in fact occurs and how much of the glass can be reused uh, in comparison to, for example, uh, plastics that are used in bag and box, cardboard, um, cans. Uh, So indeed, there's a lot of studies being conducted, but in general terms, although glass may be recyclable, um, it may not be as recycled as much as we'd like it to be. There could be one day a movement where we have something similar to growlers with beer, where we can go with our wine bottle jugs and (laughs) fill from the tap. You know, there are some movements like that. 
Um, but, you know, there's still the jury's out. So still, so to speak, on um, overall approach of what can be recycled and what goes to landfill. And not only the, I guess, supposed recyclability, but another thing that's coming into this is costing, actual costing of the materials. So glass is much more expensive these days for a producer to use in making their wine than other than other materials that is being really driven by what's happened from in a post pandemic regime and what's going on in Ukraine. Um, So there are long lead times to import glass bottles into our local industry. And also the cost of glass has gone up. Um, Ukraine is actually one of the largest glass manufacturers in Europe. And so with the geopolitical situation going on there, it's meant that there's less glass available for us here um, in North America, but also globally. And the cost of it has really gone up. Well, what about consumer perception, though? Just because I know, for example, I personally, I will drink a liquid that comes from glass. I'm less likely to do so if it comes from an aluminum can or something with a plastic lining. Yeah, great, great question. I think it will depend on the consumer and what we're drinking and why we're drinking it. So, yes, there is still... I don't think glass bottles are going to go out of style or become obsolete anytime soon. Um, There is still a market segment for premium and collector wines, um, and these need long-term storage. There's also the optics of wine as a luxury product. And like you say, people like to see a nice bottle and a nice label. However, you know, majority of wine globally is purchased for drink now and enjoyment and is consumed within 24 hours of purchase. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. So the majority of wine is consumed right away. Um, So with all of these other factors at play, I I think with the, with consumer demand and wanting more, um, I suppose, thinking about sustainability and smaller quantities as well, um, you know, I think there's more space in the market, uh, more and more people in the wine industry and on the consumer side are asking questions about sustainability. Getting to your, your, your comment or question on taste, a um, couple things about that. Uh, in terms of cans, more and more can producers now are conducting more studies and doing more work around prototypes of size of cans for product, what the liner is. And also vintners will be thinking about how the wine that they are making tastes coming out of the can. Um, one thing is simple is maybe pour what's in your can into a glass of wine and brown bag it and, and do it with your friends and see if they notice a difference. There you go. There you go, <laughs> Tanya. Class it up. Perception, but then there also might be that some beverages you think just you prefer coming out of a can or coming out of a bottle. There's yeah. some homework. <laughs> that that is so interesting. Do you well, do you think that you know with anything uh, as it nears becoming obsolete uh, that just the status of it tends to go up? Are we looking at this packaging thing potentially affecting prices? Uh, in a couple of ways. So I guess the back. I'm going back to my comments earlier, which is in order to keep some prices. Uh, and where they're at. This will depend on the what part of the world we're talking about and the producers and the product, of course. But in an attempt to try and keep pricing stable or affordable or even less, then um, some wine is going to go into cans. So, um, you know, part of it is to keep a broad portfolio of a product. You might have producers that, and, and this is happening increasingly now, 
we're going to have three tiers of our wine products or beverage products and our top tier will be in a heavy glass bottle. It's a more premium collector product and maybe our mid tier will have lighter plastic bottles or lighter glass bottles that are 34% lighter. Um, they're cheaper to transport um, or then we'll have cans. And so it could be that pricing will go around packaging and also what the product is. Um, some consumers really like those small little cans. You know, another kind of pandemic pivot was consumers wanted something they could perhaps go and take in their pack and sit on a doorstep um, with a smaller can and open it. And it was, it was just more practical and functional than lugging a bottle and opening it on a doorstep. So um, I I don't know. I don't have the crystal ball on your question. I think it's a great one. And I think it's one of those things we're just going to watch and see what happens in the market. Well, it's nice to see though, a a loose forecast of more options for consumers. Tanya, thank you so much and Merry Christmas and enjoy the holidays. Happy holidays. Cheers. Thanks so much for your time.